0: Welcome to the Popcorn Talk Network, for the online broadcast network that features movie discussion, news, and interviews. Press One. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. From the Popcorn Talk Network, the online broadcast network for movie talk, and the schmoes know, this is Meet the Movie Press. Roundtable movie news and commentary from the industry's premier film journalists. Hello, is this
1: thing on? Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Meet the Movie Press. I am your host, Jeff Snyder, and uh, and with us again we have Simon, our mm. old friend
2: Simon Thompson. Showbiz Simon on Twitter. Yes. Still not convinced about that name. No, I
1: like it. I think okay. it's a good one. Okay, cool. Um, thanks for tuning in this morning, gang. <laughs> We have a lot of fun stuff to talk about. It's been a busy week, actually.
2: Yeah, it actually Mm.
1: has. It's been uh, quite busy. Not just, hey, this
2: person's going to be in the background of Star Wars. Oh, great. Great story, guys. Nice work on that one.
1: (laughs) Um, But you know who will be in Star Wars? Mm. Or the Han Solo movie, at least Chewbacca. I heard that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bob Bob Iger was on, you know, one of those fancy schmancy calls that I, even I don't listen to. And uh, he was talking about the Han Solo
2: movie and he said that it's going to be about Han and Chewie. Now, don't get me wrong. I am excited about that. I think one thing, though, is the fact that that's like kind of saying, you know, Betty White would be in the Golden Girls if the others weren't dead. You know, he's kind of like you can't really have a movie, a Star Wars movie, without having someone like Chewbacca in, in, in some way. I mean, he's so much more. Yeah, the fabric no.
1: Listen, it was obvious, which is why I was on Twitter, being like, "Is this even news? Like, I'm not quite sure." It seems like it was a given, but uh, people I, were like,
2: "Actually, that's the confirmation, I guess, in itself." But my concern is not whether he's in it or not. My concern is the fact that where they're going to go with that early movie, because if they go to sort of, "Hey, it's Han Solo in high school," and you know, what character they're going to kind of build Chewie in. Is he going to be, you know, effectively the space jock? Is he going to be the outside? I don't know what they're going to do with him. And I'm like, I kind of don't want to know the early days of Chewbacca because he's just kind of a hairy Were there there schools? I assume so. Out in in outer space, is it the same system? Are there kids going to school? (laughs) I assume there is some sort of school system in space because, Hmm. you know, I had has to learn to fly somewhere so there would be at least... Be flight schools. I figure you have, have it's some kind of qualification like... to blow up the Death Star. <laughs> 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 like, on, what sort of qualifications can you have for Death Star? You know degree. He I never, know. he never
1: looks at this uh, at the cameras like this is actually my minor.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing, I'm doing media studies for my major. Right. Yeah. No. I just, I just a little bit worried about what they're going to do with it. So I hope they don't go with the, you know, Star Wars Jump Street kind of well, angle. People seem to be excited. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited about it. I don't know it. if
1: this was the announcement that uh, Peter Mayhew was teasing, but people
2: thought it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it's, it's good to know that they're not going to take it too far away from what we already know. That there are going to be those characters in it from the beginning. They're not going to try and shoehorn in too many completely pointless characters that will turn up somewhere in the future mm-hmm. in the Star Wars series. That would We'll be a, see. <laughs> yeah, true. I mean, if there's a toy in it, it'll happen. Um but, but I mean, it is good to have these, you know, traditional characters, these characters we know in there, but I just don't want them to mess about with it too much. Okay. You know. No, nah, I get it. Um, Does that make me sound really curmudgeoning? I'm no, just... I, I just like
1: Star Wars, again, and, and you know, this was a running joke with Mark uh, and myself, but, uh, you know, I, I just, I don't get it. I never will. Doesn't matter how good these movies are. I will never get the Star Wars phenomenon. I wish I was a part of
2: it. Yeah, no. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I love the Star Wars movies, but I'm not one of those guys that, you know, get hard over Star Wars. It's not, it's not like... Oh, my God. Are you getting hard over other <laughs> character castings Well, and that'll things? be discussed on another show. But do yeah. uh, you, you know what I mean? It's like, I love Star Wars, but I don't love Star Wars. But sure. I want to make out with it.
1: Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, what else was going
2: on this week? There was a ton. There was a ton of shit going on. Well, we, we touched on this when I mentioned um, Men in Black.
1: Yes, okay, yeah, the, men, the Men in Black Jump Street crossover got a director.
2: Yeah, it did, James Bobbin. Um, that sounds so much better when you say it. James Bobbin, well, he is British. <laughs> um, hello, James Bobbin. He does sound odd, like, whenever when, right, I've interviewed him a couple of times and he sounds like a character in a Dickensian novel, <laughs> doesn't it? Um yeah so he's going to basically he he's, he's slated to direct. I this thought it was a really crossover. interesting
1: choice actually. It's like uh it reminded me of the the Taika Waititi choice
2: for Thor 3. Yeah. I think, it's, I think it's really interesting to give these franchises to someone who... He's shown his creativity with the Muppets. You know, clearly he's, he's mentally and in a space. Of the yeah, that's very creative. He can really have fun with it. And the danger, I think, for, for Men in Black or any franchise crossover, it can go horribly wrong if you don't handle it in the right way. I think he's got the right element of humour. Right. And slightly twisted comedic timing and sense. To be able to make it work, to make it's, the ludicrous happen,
1: it's a similar sensibility to Lord and Miller, I think. Yeah, I think so. Um, and Sony, and yeah, they it's really like a, need imagine a hit if you were like doing this. Flight of the Concords with Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill.
2: I'd still watch that, to be honest with you. I, you know, yeah, well, obviously it would be very different, but uh, yeah, I, I, I like the Jump Street movies. I like the Men in Black movies. I'm not sure about mixing them together, but if you're putting James in charge of it. You got a pretty good chance that it won't suck. I
1: think that it's it is going to specifically make fun of itself and yep. shared universes and multiverses and all these other fucking terms that you guys come up with.
2: <laughs> but in a knowing way, not in a ha, <laughs> we're pastiching ourselves, wink, break the fourth wall. It's not gonna no, be No in the same way yeah. that they
1: sent up sequels in twenty two Jump Street. Hmm. So I'm actually looking forward to that just because it's different. Yeah um we need a bit of difference they're taking right, right like a little different and weird it's just not the status quo um
2: but i think that works yeah i'm i'm hopeful for it I know there are people out there who have you know been hitting the keyboards this weekend but i'm like i give it a go if it sucks it sucks but it could be really good And I think that's what J.K. Simmons must be
1: thinking, (laughs) signing on to Commissioner Gordon in Justice League, making the jump from Marvel to DC, as many noted.
2: uh, And some people have lost their shit over that.
1: Yeah, like, uh, (laughs) he's an actor. He wants to play different characters, try different hats on. Who the
2: hell does he think he is? (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) I saw some of that. Yeah. Um, I think there was always some hope that he could return to the Spider-Man franchise just because everybody, he was so, you know, beloved in those movies. Yeah. But uh, it was not to be. He's going to go play Commissioner Gordon taking over the role from Gary Oldman. Great. In the Dark Knight franchise. And uh, yeah, I dig it. I dig him as like a hard-ass police captain.
2: He's got such a a great range as an actor. I mean, seeing him go batshit crazy in Whiplash was something I didn't see coming, but I was Mm -hmm. like that was something really really special you, I, did you exce- watch Oz? i didn't like Oz. but you watched Oz? yeah a, a long time ago okay. a long time ago um but i mean i, I just to see him now re- i i think this is probably the best part of his career for him where he's really getting to play in a few different ball pools sure, and have he's a little bit demand, of in demand isn't he and he's in
1: um he's in the kong movie
2: yeah yeah he's yeah. got a lot he's got going some really on. good stuff going on um, hey, good for good for good for my man J.K. Yeah. Great guy. But the thing, I think he'll do something. You know, Gary Oldman was brilliant. Loved Gary Oldman. Yeah, those.
1: I mean, those are big shoes to fill. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the guy from the
2: O.C. I think any man got them yeah, right. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> those are some big shoes. Not many people crossed over in that way. Um, But yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I I think if anyone can do it, he's certainly got a really good chance of, of doing it. And he'll do it in a slightly different way. He won't do a Gary Oldman impression. You know? Just, like, look at these Oscar winners.
1: My God, they keep uh, they keep coming.
0: Yeah, but everybody to wants to
1: be. all these superhero
2: movies, Everybody yeah. wants to be in them right now. I mean, uh, you, you, we'll touch briefly on a Forbes piece I did with um, Gary Michael Walters recently from Bold Films. Yes. And obviously they're working on Samaritan. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he told me that one of the actors that they've got who's very interested in taking the lead role in this is someone that they really didn't think would be interested in doing this kind of film mm-hmm. at all. And this actor came and said, actually, I really... I really want to be in this. This script was number two on the blacklist. I'm really interested in it. And they were like, what? Yeah, right. okay. Yeah, dude, read it. Whatever. <laughs> Holy shit, how did that happen? And it's kind of like, people do want to be part of this this universe now. Something that, say, 15 years ago was kind of poo-pooed, you know. It was not, he didn't want to do a comic book movie. That was like, in those days, going back to TV. Heaven right. for me. Now, now you can have that balance, though.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. Ooh, speaking of sp- uh, superhero movie casting, mm. Zendaya mm. joining Spider-Man as Michelle. How mysterious. The mysterious Michelle. Um, what do you think about her? I don't really have any experience She's with her. She's not someone so. that's really
2: known in the UK. Um, you know, sort of a, as a household name, whether it's talent or, or whatever. Um, and yet she seems to be really, really popular over here. I'm My little concern with this is the fact that it might be headline stunt casting you know kind of like when they were like rita aura was going to be in the fantastic um, the fast and furious movie mm-hmm. she's in it for about two seconds waving a flag right eh, go brilliant nice role rita aura rita Ora is going to be in 50 shades of gray christ that's a bad film she's pretty much cut yeah, out of it. I,
1: I had sources insisting it wasn't a lead role that zendaya was yeah getting
2: but but i'm just gonna like why it was it-, it wasn't like the female lead Unless there's a really good reason to have someone like her doing in it, unless it's for stunt casting. To me, it's, like, a little bit concerning. She was up for X-Men, though, wasn't she? Yeah.
1: So it was, like, I think bound to happen. I, like She's, you know, maybe finding herself on these lists. Again, these lists, folks, are... It's like, if you have a certain in- number of Instagram followers, you're going to be on the casting list.
2: Now. Yeah. That annoys me. I can't lie. You know, it does it does grate a bit. I was actually talking to,
1: you know, someone. I don't know if they were, like, in commercials or television, but it's, like, as part of the casting process now, they are looking at these numbers, which I'm sure that we've, you know, discussed
2: before. Um, but it's just, it's weird. And marketing, that makes perfect sense, because you do have a built-in audience for these things. You know there are X amount of people that will go and see this movie. It doesn't always work. I mean, you remember the Fred films that came out a few years ago? Nobody went to see those, and he had millions of followers. So it doesn't always pay off. No, of course, but you're, like, casting fan bases now, essentially. Let's just shove the Kardashians and everything. X-Men Kardashian.
1: And that's why it's, like, so funny when, when certain people get on Twitter, like, uh... You know, people who have never used the service before, but you can tell they're being, like, pressured by their
2: team. Yeah, the, the thing is, it, it's also kind of galling if you're a young actor or a young actress and you are trying to get just that one role in a Hollywood movie where you'll get spotted and someone will go, Oh, I know you. You were the Rooney Mara in Social Network that suddenly is doing really well. It, and then you're just kind of like, well, we'll just give it to someone who's in Right, all magazines. it takes is that, lit,
1: is that one tiny just little role. Just the one
2: thing it's happened for people like Eddie Redmay. Well, like, yeah, how many questions do you
1: think Felicity Jones gets about the black cat now? <laughs> <laughs> right, Is the black cat coming back. She's like, you know, mm-hmm. it was a nothing role in yeah. a horrible
2: sequel. But yeah, um, so, so, I mean, she might be a great actress. I might be slightly doing her down, but I just feel it might be a little bit of stunt casting, and if the role is not that big, I don't think anyone should get particularly excited about um,
1: we're it. We're still waiting to See, uh, not only who will play the villain, but what the villain will be. Yeah. Um, that's going to be big news. Who would
2: you like to see as the, the villain? I
1: mean, I don't really know Spider Man's Rogue's Gallery the way that I should. I, I'd like, I guess, somebody new. Yeah. You know, a villain that we haven't seen before. A lot of people are saying Craven the Hunter, right?
2: Yeah. So, I, um, yeah. You see, I would, I mean, I know it's been done before, but Green Goblin I thought was done great with, with James Franco. I thought it was done not. It was done differently, but not great in uh, uh, Superman, uh, Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man Two. Um, I think there's still the right way to do Goblin. I think there's the, a, another brilliant way to do Doc Ock, who is perhaps my favourite. Um, but you know, there's a. It has to be someone, if they're reinventing the reboot, it has to be someone that's really interesting as a villain. Not go too far off the, what's the most obscure Spider-Man? Uh, I, I think it has to David be Accounts. another young person. That's what I honestly think.
1: Yeah. I don't think it should be another 45, 50-year-old character
2: actor. I think I think it, they need someone his age. But does not need that to give it some gravitas? Otherwise, it seems like Muppet babies. You know? I think I, I don't you,
1: think if you look at something like Chronicle, it can be done well because there there are real stakes.
2: You at least you feel like that when you're a teenager. Mm. Um, see, I would like it to be someone older. I would like it to be someone who is effectively the coach or the dad or the something like that. Some sort of connection. I would like to see an older character. Just otherwise, it is too fresh face. It feels a bit like you know a, a, a teen movie and i think now we've learned from the marvel galaxy that you can have that young and old together and it can gel quite right i think it mm-hmm. needs that balance all right spider-man talk yep.
1: hot takes i know the hot takes serving them up <laughs> uh let's get into some hot takes with this movie that we saw let's, okay. let's take a break from the news for a second okay and talk about 10 cloverfield lane now mm. if you haven't seen this movie you may want to tune out yeah. Um, but I know that there was in, probably enough of our audience went on a Thursday night. I think. Because we talked to the dedicated movie fans. Yeah.
2: Um, I, uh, okay. I, I didn't know this was coming until the trailer hit, like most people. It kind of came out of nowhere. Okay. There have been a couple of versions of the trailer and TV spots that are pitched in a couple of different ways. I think that's a good thing, and I think it's a bad thing. Because it shows that there are different sides to this movie, but also when you see the movie. It feels very schizophrenic. There are two movies here that don't gel quite right for me. I enjoyed it don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, it was fun and it was distracting. <laughs> it didn't... I said the same thing, I was like, don't get me wrong. It, yeah, it, it, you know, I. as a film, I enjoyed it, and the sound design, brilliant, I think it, it looked superb. Wa- dude, the sound superb. was so good. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you were at the same screening as me. Yeah, That. That. the way that the door in the film
1: mm. would open and close and the sound that that would make, I thought was terrifying. Well, there was a
2: guy next to me that I actually thought at one point he might have shit his pants. <laughs> he, he properly... He started stinking after well, the he was, movie. Well, he was a little bit old as well. And I was kind of like, dude, you you okay? Do, do you need was it my channel? Should, should, should I call no, 911? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean it, 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 it's effective in some ways, very effective. It just doesn't quite gel. It feels schizophrenic. Yeah. I thought it was
1: really good up until the last 15 minutes which i did not care for they went in a different direction i was kind of expecting them mm. uh, and or at least expecting that kind of spectacle if you will mm. um trying to you know <laughs> to not spoil things as best i can but uh i just thought it was it was a miscalculation and the stuff with the boyfriend okay so there you know there's a phone call mm. at the beginning that, and we hear by the way that voice uh, i think i looked it up it's bradley cooper is it potentially god he will do anything for
2: money <laughs> what have you got a phone call yeah fuck it i'll do it i think it was probably a favor <laughs> okay we'll call it a favor it's, <laughs> it's probably, probably less favor controversial for somebody
1: yeah um <laughs> And, um, sorry, I totally lost my train of thought. Uh, phone call. B- uh, boyfriend. Right. So she's, like, running away from this guy. I thought that there needed to be someone that she was trying to get back to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that we needed to invest in her like that. I guess it explains why she makes the decision that she does at the very end. But, um, anyways, she, I thought Mary was great. Mm-hmm. Thought John Goodman was really, really good. Yeah. I loved fucking Variety had an article this week about how john goodman gives the first oscar worthy performance of 2016 no variety yeah no sorry yeah stop it i was like listen john goodman was very good that is not a real thing no that's
2: not gonna
0: happen Uh (laughs) i think even
1: john goodman's like yeah no
2: i don't i don't know
1: did it it didn't even happen did it happen for argo no it didn't happen because arkin got it right yeah
2: yeah no. It didn't even happen for Argo. It's not, not happen. happening for this. No. Um I, I, I thought he like you say he's great, but John Goodman's pretty much always great, even when he's in like a crappy film. The thing that it made me realise was we don't use Mary Elizabeth Winstead enough in Hollywood. She was she's good. Pretty good, I thought. She's really good. There was a movie she did a couple of years ago with um Aaron Paul. Um Smash. Yes. Smash was really it I was, mean I, she she was excellent in it. It was it was I really enjoyed it. It was a great mm-hmm. movie and it didn't do much at the box office. Yeah. And it got you know it got some critical praise but not a lot cuz a lot of people didn't see it to right. review it. And it's such a shame because that's such a great movie. She is someone I think that is massively underused in Hollywood and we are desperately in need of some really good. She's gotten a few chances and they haven't gone very well. See so Scott Pilgrim
1: Scott were talking Pilgrim, about which I I loved. I was actually talking more about the thing yeah. That's, that like, that, that was, was a big miss, Big if I remember. A
2: pile of miss. It was bad. I mean, yeah, not her fault, but, like, that hurt. That yeah. hurt. No, but I, I think she's still someone that is is untapped by Hollywood in a way that she really could... You know, I I think you know if you're talking about people that we can bring into other franchises, she would be great Mm -hmm. to bring in on any of the superhero franchises, um, any of you know dramatic franchises they want to develop. She's great. She's got really good range. She's very controlled as an actress, and I think she's something that makes the film, which, as I say, is very much a film of two parts, slightly believable. Bearing in mind what we're, I I like that you
1: could always see her thinking. You know mm. I, I think it was uh Drew McWeeny wrote a review sort of talking about that that you, there's always, there's something going on behind her eyes as an actress. Yeah. Um and she's always just like, you know, looking to survive in mm. that movie. So I really enjoyed it and I was I was like the sort of movie I would recommend to my parents like, "Oh dad, I think that he was like a big tw- he is a big Twilight Zone fan, my mm. dad." Um and I would have recommended the movie to him if it wasn't for that last fifteen
2: minutes and now I can't in good conscience. Well JJ J. Abrams has already said that this is obviously in the Cloverfield Galaxy and there are Did you ideas. feel like there was an
1: explicit link?
2: Because I didn't. I mean Only from sort of. the ending bit in the fact that it's general So it's feeling not to be a spoiler. <laughs> but Frank. yeah, we can't <laughs> even talk about this yeah Fuck. I mean so I think yes it, it is but I think it kind of gets into unless they've really got an interesting story to tell to take it forward again I think just leave it there and have it as a, as a solid companion piece.
1: That You know, that's an interesting thing, because J.J. never made a sequel to, you know, I don't count this as a sequel, that's for sure. No, it's
2: not a sequel.
1: Definitely not a sequel. No. So he, he technically has not made a sequel to Cloverfield, has not made a sequel to uh, Super 8, and obviously he didn't direct Cloverfield, Matt Reeves did. Um, but the, he seems to be content, actually, with leaving mm. one story hanging out there, standalone, mm. even if there are some loose ends.
2: Yeah um this this kind of smack to me is the kind of extra thing you would find on a two disc blu-ray special edition which is effectively a short film that mm they made into a long film it's a good companion piece but i think they do need to kind of just leave it here but if you are going to go and see it do go and see it in a theater because the sound design just see it with good screen and great sound because the opening credits were fantastic Yeah. I mean, you want to be in a the theater for that shit. Yeah, you you have to. See, one of the films you have to see in a the theater. See it on IMAX. There's see some, it with good sound. See there's whatever. There's some good
1: twists. It's it, yeah. again,
2: it was character based writing, but
1: it's just that ending. And it's not Cloverfield. Just don't
2: go in expecting exploded. Cloverfield. It's not Cloverfield.
1: True. All right. Uh, what else do we have? Let's talk about Lily Wachowski. Okay. Curveball. Yeah. Um, didn't see this one coming, but. No. Congratulations to her. So she's transitioning just like her sister, uh, Lana Wachowski. Mm-hmm. What are the odds of that?
2: I, I'm not a scientist, <laughs> but I, 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 I don't know. But, I mean, the thing is, it's a, it's interesting to watch this story develop because we've seen a number of people come out and transition in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I'm very happy to see that it's not such an issue. The first time, people were like, oh, okay. No, mo- most people are, are very accepting, but yeah. obviously
1: there's, you know, there are the un- intolerant uh, among us. And I think, you know, she was sort of set talking about, you know, her experiences with the press, how she felt pressured yeah. uh, to come out maybe before she was ready and she mm-hmm. needed some time to wrap her head around things. Um, I, I You know, it seems like her, you know, Lana was a real inspiration for her and gave her the courage to be herself, so to speak. Yeah.
2: Um, it's a, it's a pretty touching story. I think it it is a great story. And I don't like the way that it, it she was going to be forced to be out. I don't think anybody should be forced to be out, in, in whether you're transitioning or whether you're gay or bi or anything. I don't think it's anybody's decision but your own. Do do you feel like the UK press is a little aggressive on that front? Yeah, very much. Very much so. Um, and she actually signed the fact that this newspaper was the Daily Mail. Mm-hmm. And Which had had a, a history, it, right? It, yes, it does, with, 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 um, with, with sort of, you know, breaking stories like this and also with with previous cases. And it, it, it's the thing is, it's not as much news if somebody does it themselves. And this right, is why I'll I reference see. another case. Um, it's not to do with transitioning, but obviously Charlie Sheen, mm-hmm. a few months ago. Right. When he came out and said, I have HIV, mm-hmm. suddenly you take the power away. From the journalists, because nobody's told a tale on you, right? You know? Exactly. And then it's 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 as important as you have to as get as out relevant. in front in
1: front of the story these days. Yeah. And so I thought that her open letter,
2: um, Lily's open letter, was you know beautiful and profound. Um, and it would be easier to do. I mean, I don't suppose it's ever easy. I've never been in that position. There's a lot of stuff to, you know going on. But as you say, you know, sister has already done that. People like, um, uh, uh, obviously, Bruce Jenner's transition. Right. You know, and people have seen how, yeah, you are going to get some people who don't like it. I don't think we're ever going to be able to change that, and that sucks. But there is the... You are aware now that if you're going to do that, you're not not a freak. You're not the unique example. Of course. You're not alone anymore. There are other people out there who are normal, just like you, and that must make it not totally easy. But easier sure and uh, upside we've it, got two more female directors in hollywood <laughs> <laughs> you know let's that, be honest we need
1: that so i suppose so it does you know they certainly bring a, a diverse voice with yeah. them uh sensate and uh yeah and Anyways. not all their stuff
2: is critically successful no but they go for it yeah and we're going to get to a point as well, I think, in the next couple of years where people will stop referencing their sex and sexuality and they'll just look at them as two female directors. Right. You know, they're not, they're not the odd couple. They're not kind of, there's nothing different about them. They're now both women and they're both women in Hollywood and they're both directors. You've kind of taken that off the table, which is great. Cool. So I think it's a good thing. But bad Daily Mail.
1: Well, speaking of going for it... Okay. Sean Parker is yeah. shopping, uh, reportedly shopping some idea that's called the screening room, mm. where people would pay like $50 to see movies that come out in theaters yeah. dandy day day, day and day in their home on mm-hmm. a set top box they'd have to buy for $150. So it's a one time $150 fee for the box, mm-hmm. then $50 per movie for a 48 hour window. Yeah. What do you think? Are people
2: going to do this? Really? I, I think it's a shitty idea. I'll be honest with you because look at how, if you are super rich and you mm-hmm. have an amazing home cinema setup at home, that's fantastic. One, you cannot replicate the experience of watching a movie in a theater, whether you're alone or with other people. You just can't do it. You can have the best sound system at home; it's not going to be the same thing. It's, it's a gonna mindset. Be the same experience. Yeah. yeah, you can't experience. It. Use 10 Cloverfield Lane* as a good example. Watching that at home. It's going to be very different to watching that in the theater. Right. It's going to be a very different and non-comparable... To, you may as well just wait for the DVD or the Blu-ray to come out, rather than piss all this money up the wall and have this special swanky thing. Now, here's the question. Is it pissing money up the wall if, when
1: you know, if you're uh, parents mm-hmm. of two, even one, you know, you got to hire a babysitter to go out to the movies that's money you got to pay for parking you're paying for like concessions like it all kind of adds up so that 50 dollars seems like a bargain i feel like the price point is actually way too low and that's why nothing will
2: ever happen with it because there needs to be a higher barrier for entry the price point may be too low for the customer bearing in mind as you say the value that are going to get but the price for the industry is massive because if you uh, use that example, a family, great. But if you get five of your friends around mm-hmm. to come and watch 10 Cloverfield Lane or the Brothers Grimsby both out this mm-hmm. weekend, that's going to take very quickly across America alone a shitload of money out of the tills of the theatres. Do you think it would encourage more movie watching? No, I, I, you don't think so. Okay. No, I don't think it will because, you know, whether you're sitting at home watching it in your pants with your friends or whether you've got to, you know, trek over to the theater. I think if you want to see a movie, you know, anyone who really wants to see a movie, like Star Wars, Force Awakens, will make the trip to the theater. I don't think anyone's going to go, "Well, I'm lazy, so I'm going to watch." I
1: think you're more likely to see a movie at home. You know, if it, if it was a avail- if you just went on your iTunes at home and Cloverfield was on it. On iTunes, mm. you wouldn't pay $50 to see it with, you know, a couple of friends sitting there with you? No, I mean, than...
2: I, I, I want to watch the Idris Elba um, thing that he did for Netflix. And you um, went out to a, a theater? Or? No, it's on my queue. I can't be asked to watch it. Oh, okay. It's just sitting there. Hmm. You know, there's a couple of films that I want to watch that I watched a few months ago, but I, I, can't, I can't be asked to, to watch them on pay-per-view. There's loads of other shit that I can watch at but home. But the theater will draw you out. Yeah, if it's yeah, I mean, Steve Jobs is a really good example of this. Happy to watch that at home on pay per view. Didn't really feel the need to go to the theater for that. Ten Cloverfield Lane. I'd feel I went to see Brothers Grimsby last night. Yeah, tell me about the uh, Grimsby because I I saw that as well. Yeah, uh, I I laughed a lot. I laughed hard. It's a terribly wrong film in many many ways. If you're easily offended stay away Mm -hmm. there's so much in there
1: it's not even necessarily easily if you just (laughs) ever have ever been offended if you have eyes you'll probably be offended by this and
2: there are some really really funny pieces in it um there are elements that of it that are so ridiculously far-fetched um i'm not talking about the sex scenes i'm talking about the fact that england could possibly be in a world cup final I think that's pretty unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were actually people, <laughs> there were so few people in the screening I went to last night. Um, and there were people retching at certain scenes with with some of the jokes um, that were there. I've never experienced in a theatre anyone v- v- vocally retching at a film. Um, when it's funny, it's very funny. Mm-hmm. And when it's not... It just kind of sits there like a fart in a lift. Everyone knows it's there, but no one really wants <laughs> no one to wants own to it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I actually thought it was a step up above the
1: dictator overall, mm. even though I did obviously have problems with uh, some of the jokes in it, um, which I just thought crossed a certain line. Um, but, uh,
2: but the jokes I'm, I'm that crossed the line, <laughs> I still, I still, I'm not proud of myself, but I still laughed at them.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, I, la- I, I laughed at the scene sentence inside an elephant's vagina. So,
2: I don't know what that makes me, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I found that funny, but there's only so many jokes about elephant cum yeah. <laughs> in the space of five there's, minutes there's a where lot. You, that you can keep laughing at. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I'm just like, oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, God, it's not stopping. Do you know what, <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, yes. I, I did enjoy it. I thought it was funny. Is that the kind of film that I would rush out to see at the theatre or would I sit at home and watch it on Screening Room? I'd probably get some buddies round and watch it on screening room but i wouldn't pay fifty dollars to have that yeah uh, I, I don't i don't you know think I mean. that it will I'd work for blu-ray
1: i don't think it'll work and i don't think that sean parker is the guy to do it um obviously he changed the music industry with napster mm. i think that the movie industry is a lot less adaptable to change and yep. open, you know that kind of thing he does have jeff blake consulting for him former sony executive that's interesting mm-hmm. um it gives him you know the whole thing some
2: legitimacy but yeah i don't know uh i i think i think it's an interesting proposal i don't think it's a particularly good proposal i think mm-hmm. it needs to offer more than that especially when you're competing in a market where you know say looking at i, I did a piece this week on um legion m which is going to be the first entertainment company that has shareholders that are fans so you you put in amount and they use the money in the pot to oh, create okay. all sorts sure. of things so they've gone into you know into and got into bed with as a partnership with people like um, uh, Stupid Buddy Studios and, and Meltdown. Um, and that's quite interesting because if you are creating that content that you can watch at home, you do have some sort of financial investment in that. And you are going to go out and say, blah, sure, this you'll, is you'll, fantastic. You'll feel a piece of ownership. Exactly. Let me You're ask you a personal this. question, though, on that stuff.
1: Mm. Have you ever given money to uh, Kickstarter?
2: I have. Yeah, a couple. Um, I have for things like documentaries and, and stuff like that. Okay. Um, yeah, not huge amounts of money. Are you giving to, like, a studio movie? Like,
1: are you giving to, like, the Veronica Mars movie?
2: No. Yeah. Because uh, I don't think we needed a Veronica Mars movie, and I think the box office proved that even Veronica Mars what fans if you thought, didn't really give
1: what if, much. what if you thought that they did need a, a Veronica Mars movie, and, and Warner Brothers was like, yeah, we'll do it if if you can raise half the budget? Would you Would you contribute? No.
2: Yeah. I, w- I just, I wouldn't do I that. I just have but a problem documentaries, with Documentaries. Yeah, that, that's, yeah. That, I understand. That's a yeah. different thing. But um, no, if it's a studio movie, that's just like, well, if you don't give enough of a shit about it, I'm not giving you my money now. Oh, you got a free ticket. That's not the same. Mm-hmm. I, I, then you still, I paid for my ticket. I don't get that financial investment back. Well, I, I've seen it. That's amazing. But it's not, I don't think it's the same. Okay. Yeah. So that's, I think, why this is feeling slightly different and slightly more interesting than Screening Room, which is just saying I can't be bothered to go to the theater.
1: Mm. I
2: don't I don't think it's going to help box office films either at all. So
1: one of the reasons I go to the theater mm. is the trailers. Even mm. though I feel like I've
2: already seen all the trailers by the
1: time I get there. <laughs> and when I see press screenings. <laughs> this for, going? I see press screenings for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> which don't have trailers, but hey, let's talk about some trailers mm-hmm. with the Amer- uh, Captain America Civil War. Yes. Where we saw the first look. Mm. At Tom Holland
2: as Spider Man. I'm a big Spider Man fan. I'm a little bit worried. Hashtag Spider Man fan. But I I didn't like the look of Spider Man. He looked a little fake. Yeah. He kind of looked like clip art. He looked like a fucking action figure. Yeah. I did I expect know. the, you know, the old words. and a person. <laughs> it just didn't, everything else was so highly finished. And seriously, I saw that trailer, almost peed my pants. It looks so good. But when Spider-Man came on, I was like, oh, shit, that's embarrassing. It's like someone went to Party City and got a Spider-Man outfit and just turned up. And they were (laughs) like, wait, where's Party City? (laughs) Give me the directions of (laughs) that place. It's not a strip club. If it was, I'd go there. Um... But yeah, I'm just it didn't look quite as finished, so I don't know what else they're going to do to him or or or, or what. Mm. But I think they put Spider-Man. I might be wrong on this, but I think they put Spider-Man just to stop everybody asking is Spider-Man going to be in Captain America Civil War? Because everyone's been asking that for months. And it was like, oh, fuck, just put him in it. Just put him in it, mm-hmm. and then everyone can shut up and we can talk about other things to do with the movie. Look, he's in it. Brilliant. Nice work.
1: Yeah, um I get that they that they were under a certain pressure to reveal him at this point. Yeah. Cuz if they um, didn't someone else would. And it was would. great the Under thing. Like I actually thought that the that the mm. appearance went over really well online, uh which was important, you know, for mm. a first impression like
2: this. So, yeah, I think Civil War looks pretty fucking cool, man. It looks really good. I, I, I actually, with, with trailers that are coming out at the moment, I, I've got a bit of an issue with trailers sometimes, but I think it looks progressively more interesting and more good. The, the first one was just like, it's Captain America and Iron Man fighting. This looks like there's a lot more emotionally involved in it rather than just something mildly homoerotic with two hot guys in costumes. Kicking the crap out of each other. Mm-hmm. I think this shows a lot more depth. It makes it look a lot more of an interesting movie. Great to see Ant-Man in it. Really love Ant-Man. Um, but yeah, Spider-Man, as excited I am to see him in it, for me, I think he needs aesthetically a little bit more work. But yeah, right. what the hell did Disney <laughs> care? What what I think. But yeah, do it. <laughs> Just do it.
1: I feel like, so, uh, you know, they announced that Civil War mm. is going to screen at CinemaCon. Okay, In Las Vegas, which is April 11th through 14th. Mm -hmm. I hope to be going. But that is not the debut for Spider-Man. Okay. That is not the premiere. I don't know if, you know, the studio isn't calling it a premiere because it's technically a special screening. Even though it may be like first. It may be screening there first. You know what I'm saying? Okay. like There may be like a difference in opinion
2: of the definition of premiere. Yeah. Um, I think they mean it by public eyes rather than industry eyes.
1: I suppose.
2: Yeah. I suppose you're right. Yeah, maybe.
1: But, it's. I mean, what if it was screening before then? Mm -hmm. Are you telling
2: me that you've basically been invited to a screening? No, no, no. Okay, I have not been invited to a screening. Because yes, I will come with you. I'm just saying that's <laughs> like very what, nice of so you to offer. It's just
1: like what if I interpreted like the actual way that I typically do, and it's not premiering at CinemaCon in mid-April. It's premiering before then. Mm. You know, like there aren't a lot of places and events in the next month that it could premiere. Yeah. Um, I mean, one if, of those events. Yeah. Next week is South by Southwest. Yes. Seems too far out to screen Captain America and let those spoilers out of the bag. Yeah. Unless they made everybody sign like an NDA inside the theater, although even that, you know, there's typically problems with
2: that. Yeah. Those are never water. But what if something happened? You know, what if it did? you You might not be wrong. I don't know if it will sit with what else will be showing at South by Southwest. It would seem to me... A little people bit. are and gonna eat people? that shit up any anywhere. They South will. by
1: Southwest is getting like super cool lately. Um I just I don't know. Yeah, you might be right. I'm not I'm not trying to start that that rumor that's that you're but gonna see you civil war at just South by. That rumor. But you know, Variety also alluded to in its piece about South by Southwest that there may be one or two secret movies screening. Um, mm. I'm just like I think of Comic Con. Like, didn't they screen stuff like kick-ass and Yeah, you know, I don't know. They, I just I, I, I just wouldn't think, put it past
2: Disney. I'm just saying that much. Okay, I wouldn't put it past them. Do you know, it's not the most ridiculous suggestion, but I'm just thinking that they might not want to to do that this early because you know, in a few weeks we have got Batman versus Superman. Well, and you that's don't want the it to point. Get
1: lost. That's the whole point. <laughs> See, what if they are trying to steal the thunder? Of
2: Batman versus Superman. You see, I don't think... Uh, it, it's diabolical! It, <laughs> um, uh, you see, I... I uh, this happened with the trailer the other day when it came out. And was like, oh, well, comparing it to Superman versus Batman. Um, and I'm like, well, they're, two, they're both superhero movies. But they're very different films. They're different styles within a genre. That's like comparing, you know, an orange with a banana. It's mm-hmm. like, well, they're both fruit, but they're two very different things. And I I just, I don't think they should, they're both going to make money. Obviously, Captain America is going to make shitloads more money than Batman versus Superman. Yes. I think they're going for different audiences. Um, you think they're going for different audiences? Yeah, I think I think there's a difference I in audience. I think they're going for the same audience. Well, <laughs> sections sections of the same audience. I mean, I know a lot of people who love Marvel, but really don't like Batman vs. Superman. Those people are crazy. Just like most of the people listening to this show. <laughs> they may be crazy. They may be crazy, but they're putting
1: their dollars <laughs> I down. only see Marvel movies. How dare you
2: <laughs> yeah, say that? I, mean, I know a lot of people who who literally, they, they're really not excited by the DC catalogue at all. That's you know, may Maybe Suicide Squad, but not Batman vs. Superman. That's a lot of people saw guess. Man of Steel, and they're burnt by that. DC has the best characters. I mean, come on. But are they done in the best way? That's the thing.
1: Just because yeah. you have the best well, characters. I, I finally spoke to someone who saw Batman versus Superman? I okay. hate to be one of those guys, just like oh, everyone I've talked to who's seen it says it sucks. Like, um, you know, there were those reports that we've heard from different corners. So I finally spoke to someone who I, whose opinion I trust, mm. and yeah, they kind of shook their head no, and
2: just said, you know, it's definitely a Warner Brothers, super, you know, DC movie. But people won't go and see either or. Uh, yeah, we might say, oh, I'm definitely going to see this. I'm not going I'm to go still see excited. this. But it's not like everyone's going to go, well, I've only got one ticket to see. So, what am I going to see? I'm going to see Marvel or I'm going to see DC. I think people who want to see both will see both. And I think people who just don't give a shit about either one will just avoid it. I know some people who think Marvel's gone way too, you know, sort of Whoa, wacky. And they're just like, I'm done with Marvel. There are. I feel like
1: none of these. I, f- I feel like these people just say these things, but they're still buying the tickets.
2: like yeah, Man of Steel. I know it took a lot of crap. But I quite enjoyed that. There were elements of that I did enjoy. Yeah. No. Me too.
1: Um, so I'm intrigued. Fingers crossed for Batman vs Superman. I don't have an invite yet. Uh, it is screening next week. But yes, I will um, come with you if corporate communications would like to invite me. I mean, I'm not going to refuse. <laughs> uh, but uh it is screening next week for press yep. one of my coworkers did receive an invitation so i'm i'm interested to start see to
2: see the, re- the reviews and reactions yeah. soon i i'm sure we won't be able to miss those We're only a few days away yeah man you know i'm i'm still i'm still intrigued by it um one thing i'm really not looking forward to is beetlejuice 2 Beetlejuice 2. Yeah. Um, we'll get on to some other trailer stuff in a second. But yeah, Beetlejuice 2 was announced. Um, well, kind of demi confirmed, because apparently Tim Burton has said, yes, we're looking to do it. Winona Ryder did an interview on US TV, and she was like, oh, I didn't know we were supposed to be talking about this yet. We've been very top secret about it. So it looks like Beetlejuice 2 is has happening. has
1: been very top secret about it. Well, it's one of the rumors for like 20 years. Yeah, it's
2: terribly kept secret. Um, but yeah, so apparently Winona Ryder and Michael Keaton both, yeah. you know, involved. Um, I, I'm i just saying I love Beetlejuice me too leave it alone we don't need I a sequel agree, to it I agree definitely not it, these sequels that happen so long after the originals very 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 rarely actually work you, okay it's not going to take away from the original we always have the original film but you always know that other film is there and it's just I just say leave it There's nothing you don't need to add to the Beetlejuice galaxy. I agree. There's no uh, nobody's claiming for that. My
1: my a friend of mine actually played Beetlejuice at Universal Studios. Okay, he would be the guy. You know? Oh, man. It was really funny hearing him uh, do the voice and all dressed up. Anyways, I know for sure. Did you get him to do that? I know for sure. We don't need a movie because he was not one of the more popular characters.
2: No, no. And the thing is that, uh, you know, in in Universal, certainly I know in in Orlando, they've actually taken away, they used to have a daily show, like Mm -hmm. I'm assuming they did here in Hollywood. uh, And they've taken away that theater now to make room for a Fast and Furious ride. That's right. We need space. And why did they do that? Because nobody went. It's not Field of Dreams, people. Well, people don't
1: want to. I don't know if they want that those live goofy shows anymore. Like, entertainment
2: has yeah. evolved; it's more sophisticated. I don't know. Just re-screen um, the Beetlejuice cartoon if you want to have a follow-up from that because those were kind of cool. Uh,
1: okay, let's talk about Christopher Nolan. Okay, so um, this is going to upset a few people, in my opinion. This it? is this is this is some crazy shit, mm. and uh, you know, I know that there were reports this morning. Uh, we, you know, those accounts seem to have been confirmed. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday, I broke that Finn Whitehead, a yep. young unknown actor, was going to land one of the two young leads in. Excuse me, Dunkirk, Christopher Nolan's World War Two movie. Uh, and this morning comes word that the other lead appears to be going to Harry Styles of
2: One Direction. Yeah. Maybe he's got some hidden acting talents. I don't know. I mean, listen, Nolan knows what he's doing.
1: He's got an eye for casting. I've heard a crazier shit before. Mm. I'm sure back in the day people were like, you know, Jennifer Lopez for out of sight. I don't know. Like, but,
2: but occasionally there are pop singers. Yeah. Musicians. Who are really quite good. Who are really quite good. Occasionally- Madonna's a fairly talented actress. Um, as we said earlier, we don't know how big the party's going to be. But how many times... No, I I think it's the lead. I think Harry Styles and Finn Whitehead are the two leads. Yeah, see, maybe he's a great actor and we've just never seen that in any of the One Direction videos. Yeah. You know, um, they're they're not exactly Citizen Kane. Um, Okay, Uh, Christopher Nolan knows what he's doing. I'm not a massive fan of his films. Um, I find some of them bloated and I find some of them a little bit... predictable... Um, but he's a director who, as you say, he casts well. I'm, this doesn't, this makes me, this puts me off the film more than it interests me about the film. Really?
1: Hmm. I don't give a shit either way. It's Christopher Nolan. I'm going to be there, you know, opening day. Um, I don't think the casting even matters in this case. I was expecting two complete unknowns just because he got the guy from one direction. I'm not going to begrudge him, you know. Being talented, I mm. guess uh, he's a, you know a natural born entertainer and performer, and I'll give a, give him the benefit of the doubt until you know I see him make a fool of himself. So yeah, Harry Styles. Folks. I'm just not fuck. Well, I just I'm just courting the, the Harry Styles fans to watch Meet the Movie press. There's like crossover. Who knew? I'm not sure, I'm sure they'll hate what we're saying about it. When I woke up this morning, I did not know that I would
2: be reading Harry Styles to start a Christopher Nolan movie. That seems like an Onion headline. <laughs> yeah. I just, I mean, you know, nothing against Harry Styles, you know, but we've no. seen none of his acting, and it just seems one hell of a leap. But, you know, I haven't seen the acting of the other kid. We're not talking about him like that. No, but he doesn't have the the, the
1: history and connotation bag- of connotation. What connotation? I mean, the kid's got baggage because he was in One Direction? I think, I think he does. I think I'm going to tell you about a, a, a young man whose so you name was Justin. Right, Justin Timberlake, and people were one about of it. our finest American actors. Mm-hmm. Is he American? <laughs> He's like secretly <laughs> Canadian. I don't know. <laughs> you never know. Um, but uh, I don't know. Tim, Canadians. Tim, Timberlake has has effectively made the the jump, and I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so his, so his, Joey, his range may be a little bit limited,
2: but. I enjoy Timberlake actually on screen. Yeah. Do you do you? Yeah, no, I do. Not all the time, but yes I do. Um but again, when he moved, made the move from NSync and solo artist, everyone was like, "Really?" I mean, look at Justin- Will Smith. Yeah, you said it yourself about, you know, Madonna and 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 you know, Jennifer Lopez. Yeah. There were question marks over that. So my question mark is not unreasonable. There's no question mark over something like The Boy Next Door, Simon.
1: Well, apart from, why did they make that? <laughs> what the fuck hey, did I Hey, I love The Boy Next Door.
2: Rent it. Um, <laughs> no. Okay, okay. What else is going on? Ghostbusters? So should we that... touch on Ghostbusters? Let's
1: touch on it. Just Let's to touch. touch. On it.
2: So, first trailer came out recently. Yep. A lot of people um, got very upset mm-hmm. um, for many reasons. Um, one, Are they reasons or? Well, there was, were reasons yeah, to them. Logical. Uh, well, they were women. How dare they? Yep. Because the original had men in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also <laughs> the fact that one of the women in it isn't a scientist, just like Ernie Hudson in the original. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody was going, e- you're a scientist. I'm like, you've seen the Royal First Ghostbusters, like, right? Like, you know, not he making also, the
1: black lady the scientist. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> She works for the MTA. Why can't she be a scientist? Yeah, and it's kind of like, you know, I just didn't understand those reasons. And it's the first trailer, and they worked very, very hard on that trailer. A second trailer came out this week, which was the international trailer, which had more footage in it and kind of gave you, you know, more of an idea about what what it's going to be. Yeah, I think some of the jokes are going to be predictable and cheesy, but I think they're out of context. I'm a fan of Paul Feig's work. You know, I like many of his films, um, and he's a very, very talented guy, and he knows comedy. He is a big fan of comedy. So I think with some of his trailers for things like Spy, some of that trailer didn't look great. I loved Spy. I thought it was mm-hmm. really, really funny. Yep. Mates, it wasn't sold on that one I saw the first trailer, turned out to be hilarious, and I loved it, and I've, I've watched it several times. So I think that the trailers don't necessarily, and rightly so, give too much of the stuff away. I think that there's more going on. Like, Feed
1: trailers actually can't necessarily. Uh, they're not easily digestible um, in the sense that, like, there's always more going on mm. to a Paul Feed comedy. They're
2: surprisingly complex. That's what I'm trying
1: to say. Yeah, yes. for Hollywood movies. Um, it's not just like wedding crashers. These guys crash weddings. <laughs> like, it's going to be a blast.
2: And you're like, I'm there. Yeah. It it is a little bit uh, trickier, but also um, it's, it's funny that people were going like, "This is terrible! They're all women! This is outrageous! They're women!" Oh, oh, hang on, Chris Hemsworth's taking his top down. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, hang on now. Uh, if
1: mm, no, I think they're all going to be great. I, I uh, you know, think I, I Chris Hemsworth is going to be really interesting to watch in that. It's going to be yeah. kind of different for him. I'm a pump for Leslie Jones. I think Leslie Jones is going to steal that movie. There's That's a lot my of really so.
2: funny women in there. Who wouldn't do it if it was going to be shit? I've got did friends you prefer who the, the second trailer to the first one? I did, yeah. one? Okay. Yeah. I didn't not like
1: the first one, you know. Sometimes, the you know, the way that the studio sells things uh, to
2: foreign audiences, uh, it sometimes it's just... The best for us, too. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm very, very confident and very excited about Ghostbusters. Me, um, too. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they're doing. And it's I, my Star Wars. I, as many people would have been bitching about it if it was all the old guys and going, well, it's not the same as the first Ghostbusters right. that was made in 1984. You know, you, know you, can't, you just can't win with some of these people. Um, you know, this, there's no point arguing with them because they're not going to change their opinion. I'm confident in it. And I I know people who read the script and they say, it's a very good script. Mm. So I'm going to back Paul Feig on this one. All right. We're, we I feel like we're
1: running a, a, lot, a little close to the end of the show. There's a few other things that I wanted to get to. So okay. we may have to do some quick hits. Sure. Um, Daisy Ridley uh, is wanted for Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Daisy Ridley's wanted for fucking everything in town. Yeah. Um, Strong woman. It was amazing. a very weird story that Deadline posted. Um, you know, I would be shocked if Daisy Ridley did it. I don't know why she would. I think she's way better than that franchise. I don't know why you would take Angelina Jolie's sort of leftovers, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that she needs to do something that's not a franchise, let alone a, you know another franchise resuscitation. I'm agreeing with that. Um, so yeah, it just seems like a terrible idea. I don't think that she'll do it. I know that um Universal courted her for a couple of
2: things. Mm-hmm. Uh including Bird Box. Yeah. Do you know what Bird Box is? I'm I'm aware of the title of the film. I've read stuff around it, but Scott I'm not back to the producing
1: Bird Box. Um, and you know they've gone after Emily Blunt, Blunt at one point, Margot Robbie, uh, and I. The, you know the latest target of their desire, I thought, was Daisy Ridley, really, or at least you know, in the wake of uh, Star Wars, mm. it was. Um, and also, I heard that Ron Howard really liked her for Under the Banner of Heaven. Yeah. Uh, along with like Tom Hardy, that was the the rumor that I had heard at the time. But I don't think that Ron Howard is focusing on Under the Banner of Heaven mm. next. Uh, I think that he's going to be working on something
2: else. So um, I, I, I'm just not excited by the, the Tomb Raider reboot the franchise. Anyway, I think there's a lot more interesting things that could be done with strong female um, protagonists. If you want to go along that, if sure, that's why they're doing it. Sure, but it is like a good franchise, and I can see why. Is it still relevant though, Laura Croft? Laura Croft. It
1: clearly, I'll tell you. <laughs> meet the movie press. Uh, our fans love Tomb Raider. It is like the, it was the number one thing that they would ask about for a, like a long time. So uh, it it definitely has a has a fan base. I that answers know. my question. But uh, I would I was I maintain that I would love to see Alexander Daddario get this. I just don't want to see Daisy in another franchise. I think that uh, she's just you know better than that. And needs to show her dramatic chops. Mm. You know, next well, we she's know not that into she can play ass kicking hero. So. Yeah um yeah we'll see if bird box are under the banner heaven pan out you know they may have uh, moved on to others at this point so that, uh, that those are old rumors um what else there was a big auction for this killers of the flower moon book um everybody in town wanted it everybody right. and your mom everybody bid about two two and a half million dollars except for netflix which bid three million right uh mike fleming did a great piece on deadline about the auction and in a way that i never could have worded it and you know he said it was basically anyone's game Mm -hmm. an hour or two later um you know because my editors wanted me to follow up on it and just post sort of what i knew at that point match it try to match it in anyways even though it was unmatchable uh and i had heard that that J.J. Abrams and Leonardo DiCaprio were going to get this book. Like, you know, no package could offer the sort of star value of that. I mean, J.J. coming off of Star Wars, Leo coming off of his Oscar, like, both these guys are at their fucking peak. Yeah. Um, You know, why, why wouldn't you go with that package, necessarily? And then, this company, Imperative Entertainment, comes out of nowhere, trumping everyone's bid with $5 million for a book. Those are feature rights to a book that by the way the incident in the book and it's actually a really cool story like i understand why hollywood went nuts for it i did have you did you read about this at all yesterday
2: no i didn't know it's called killers
1: of the flower moon it's about this indian tribe in oklahoma that starts to mysteriously get killed off it's because that they're uh, they are living on you know on top of land that is rich with oil Uh, And it may very well be, you know, the government Mm. uh, doing it. And so the case, anyways, uh, falls to a new organization, uh, you know, law enforcement organization, known as the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Mm. So it was like their first case. So it's like the birth of the FBI story, juxtapose these, this Indian tribe that's being murdered. I think it would be so fucking cool. It does sound really good, actually. Um, So everyone went nuts for it. And then this company imperative, just like... Came in late in the game, I don't even think that they were in earlier articles, and they made a splash for it, and, you know, I imagine that they're going to have to shell out now for some A-list attachments, like, Mm. this is going to get
2: a little expensive, but, for all we know, it could be the next Revenant, who knows. It's certainly an interesting idea, I can see why there was the appeal for the book, so, yeah. Yeah done right that could be awesome that's that's a big uh, that's you know that's a lot
1: of money that we've seen paid for book rights uh, i forget what 50 shades sold for maybe nine million or something i don't even a know waste of money that was right <laughs> jesus <laughs> christ yeah it makes you want to burn books which you should never do uh, Halle Berry doing Kingsman 2. Yeah. Thumbs up or down?
2: Uh, I'm saying thumbs up. Yeah, another Oscar winner replacing Colin Firth. But I like her in action stuff and we'll, she really needs a hit.
1: We'll see if Julianne Moore's panned out. I don't think she's been confirmed yet. I have but them both. Holy shit, how Yeah, cool Julianne Moore have two Oscar winners to the cast. Yeah. Two awesome... Uh, I like Kingsman. I really like yeah, Kingsman. Yeah, no, me too. And it's, so this is a good move for Halle Berry, mm-hmm. who could stand to do another big movie that's not an X-Men movie. Yeah. Uh, do you follow football at all? No tony gonzalez do you know him he was like, like one Speedy's of the best
2: brother i have no idea. literally football you could be speaking i don't know uh never mind yeah anything. he's british
1: we'll we'll excuse him folks tony gonzalez the tight end for the kansas city chiefs uh one of the greatest tight ends in history he's yeah. gonna be in the triple x sequel uh jake gyllenhaal replacing ryan this was this was great variety and thr both blasted these headlines okay saying ryan reynolds replacing uh sorry jake gyllenhaal replacing ryan reynolds in life okay mm. the other one said jake Hall joining ryan reynolds in life <laughs> and we were like shit like now i gotta find out which one it is like yeah. is he replacing him is he joining him and it turns out both of them were right jake jillenhall is taking over ryan reynolds role right so he's technically is replacing him and ryan reynolds is just moving to a smaller role interesting because he has less time to do it because he's shooting the hitman's bodyguard so a really funny case of like accurate headlines that
2: seem to contradict themselves yeah um Jake gillenhall's really really busy right now yeah i mean he's obviously just about to go into stronger which is the um, right and uh, for again, some reason Bowles. i already thought it, that it was shooting um maybe
1: they were just scouting locations in boston but i know that they had been in the city so i figured that they were already in production but yeah um he's gonna yeah he's gonna be playing is it jeff bowman mm. yeah lost his legs and obviously um, um, he's
2: doing his documentary at the moment this is what i found right, right, my right a couple of From weeks Bold, ago yeah. yeah um you know so he's he's got a lot on his plate at the moment cool he's in demand again which is i think he's a great actor he's fantastic you know, see I,
1: demolition a couple weeks i had lunch with that screenwriter this week and oh, that's cool. going to be an interview coming up on the rap soon um have you have you been watching Eleven Twenty Two Sixty
2: Three? I haven't yet. All right, then. That we'll is co- on my list of things. We'll close that I watch. the
1: show uh, with my recommendation to watch Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three on Hulu. See Midnight Special when it comes out next week. Okay. I saw that the Jeff Nichols
2: film with mm-hmm. Michael Shannon. It was very good. Um, I heard a lot of good things about that. Yeah, a lot of good things, and I love so Michael Shannon. It, you
1: know, the it, summer season is is upon us, a few In weeks March. away. I suppose. I know it's like I, I think Batman already starts. There is no spring movie season anymore. It's just go right to summer. Boxing Day, twenty um, sixth December. So yeah. Check out Midnight Special, uh, Cloverfield Lane. Right, you would recommend that? I would recommend, yeah. Go and see it in the theater. If you're a sci-fi fan, you should be watching Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three,
2: and that'll do it for us. Where can we find you, Simon? Uh, on Twitter at Showbiz Simon, um, or here, obviously, every week. All right, and I'm at the Insider. You can find my
1: stuff uh, on at the rap, on on the rap on the dot <laughs> Sorry, I can't speak right now. And, uh, yeah, guys, have a great weekend. You can start that theme music now.
0: (laughs) From the Popcorn Talk Network, the (laughs) online broadcast network for movie talk, and the schmoes know this is Meet the Movie Press Roundtable Movie. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. Views expressed herein are those of the host only, and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners and principals.